Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klohomin Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer, and we will also welcome my co-host, Jill. Hello. Yay. Oh, we got it all right. Yay. Okay, so today's episode is about what's coming up for the month of September. Um, And to follow along, I suggest if you want to visually follow along with the charts that we will be looking at, uh, go to Cardinal Astrology, that's all one word, dot CA. And under the tab radio show, it's number 97, although we are going to take a sneak peek back to episode 93. And uh, the double Aquarian, we had two Aquarian full moons, not in the same month, but still, Jill wanted to speak to that. So, Jill. Well, I just thought it was worth mentioning again, just because it, um, it's unusual, to, it's not, you know, unknown, but unusual to have two full moons in the same sign in succession. So, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And it highlighted. And then now at the end of Aquarius. So, and you know, it's all about timing, of course. But I think, you know, when you do have something like that, it feels to me like the universe is sending us a message. You know? Yes, like a, an exclamation because, point besides something. Because yeah. there is, it is unusual. So it's like pay yeah. attention. So I thought we might give it a little attention. And the reason I think it is interesting is that uh, Aquarius you know is about freedom yes and yeah you know and 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 that Jupiter justice and humanity and all of that and Jupiter is a very freedom loving planet and it's it's backed up in it was in had moved ahead into Pisces but it's backed up into Aquarius in time for this full moon and it's conjunct the moon at the time of the full moon within three degrees and um, so I think it adds, you know, just another exclamation point on top exactly. of the exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. And particularly given that we've had this ongoing square between Saturn, which yep. is in Aquarius, but it, Saturn itself is all about structure and, you know, limits and, and, <laughs> and, and contraction. Yes. Jupiter's about expansion. So it's, it's, you know, it's the opposite, and 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 Uranus and and Saturn are very antithetical kind of energies. exactly. So the system oh, is getting the kind of jar required for a reset. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. you know, for me, that's just sort of a, again, it's just emphasizing that. Yeah, it's emphasizing that no change does have to happen. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we need some upheaval. We need some overthrowing. We need rebellion, revolution, because that's all the Uranian Aquarian energy. Yeah. Exactly. And Jupiter's chiming in, said, yeah, saying, "Yes, freedom, freedom, freedom." So, yeah. <laughs> and, and justice. Yeah. And just. Yeah. Jupiter's very big on justice, and so it's it's really justice for all because it's in Aquarius, which is about humanity as a whole. Exactly. Whereas Capricorn or Saturn, which rules Capricorn, is more about, well, let's take care of the guys at the top of the pyramid, (laughs) you know, know, because they worked hard to get there. And, you know, the rest of you can just, you know, (laughs) whatever. Whatever. So I think, you know, it's, it's really, that's, that's kind of the keynote for, 
what's going on behind the scenes, really. Yes, and as the lead-up into the month of September. Okay, so folks, I am going to share the very first page on episode 97, and it is our The Happy List. So we are starting the month off uh, with the outers, which is quite common. All of the outer planets are all retrograde at this point. Um, And we have uh, Mercury and Venus in Libra, and Mars is still in Virgo. Now, to start off the month, we have an unusual aspect uh, with Mars, not unusual only in kind of an odd combination of planets, which uh, we don't normally think of together, and that's Mars opposed Neptune. And one, one, podcast that I listened to about September um, and I'm not I'm not even going to attempt to say the guy's name because I'll blow it but anyway he calls it the Joan of Arc aspect mm-hmm. yeah which is interesting I mean Mars is you know the firebrand the sword just well it can be used for justice it can be used just out of anger and but that, it is in but it is in in Virgo, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. So it wants it done right. A feminine sign. It's in yes. the, the Earth Mother sign, you know. That's true. Yeah, Virgo is the the, the, the goddess of the harvest, or the you know that's the symbol for exactly, Virgo, exactly. Woman with the sheaf, and so yes, it's defending. Earth, which is a feminine as well. Yeah. Right? So yeah. There, it, it can go towards that um, Joan of Arc piece, right? Where, you know, it's going to um, fight for what's right kind of thing. Or it could also create confusion and nihilism, you know, because it's, um, it's like Mars needs actually something to cut and Neptune is nothing. Right. <laughs> well, it is, but I think Mars can draw on that Neptunian energy oh, yeah. for, for yeah. inspiration. Yes. And, and um, yeah, yeah. You know, that, yeah. That would be the positive side of it, yes. But it yeah. is, yeah. some folks may experience it as the nihilism side of things. Well, yeah. but also, I mean, the Joan of Arc thing is, I mean, right, she was part of God's army, right? I mean, she was, it was a spiritual kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's Neptune in Pisces for sure. It's yeah. all about spirituality and higher, tuning into the higher frequency. So I exactly. think that's probably what he was referring to. In, in oh, yes. Product. Yeah. Yeah. And, and ideally, that's, yes, that's what we want. That's, you know, and that's up to us to focus oh, on yeah. Yeah. that direction. Yeah. That's where we need to focus is, uh, directing our energies in an inspired way um, from a spiritual perspective. Exactly. And yeah. to that end, what I find interesting is when I ran across uh, going through my news feeds, apparently Russia has come out with a new supersonic missile. And I thought, oh, yeah, Mars opposite Neptune. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Then, yeah, and, and next week we're going to talk about Eris. And when you're talking yes. to Mark, that is, that is a similar kind of archetype for Eris. So. Yes, yeah. We'll, we'll tune in for that next week. Exactly, exactly. 
So on uh, September the 4th, uh, we begin mostly a set of trines, although there is one square coming into this next little grouping. But we have Mercury trine Saturn on September the 4th, which is an opportunity to speak and write with authority. So for all the politicians out there, um, this would be a good day to announce a platform. Uh, or to state intentions, yeah, and uh, yeah, nice, a nice trine in air signs. Well, might be also helpful in terms of people speaking to authority. Yes, exactly, exactly, like laying out, yeah, your, your list, yeah. This is what we want. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and we're going back to that Aquarian energy, right? I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's it's tying uh, Libra, which is fairness and balance, to yeah, the Saturn in Aquarius and humanitarian. Yeah. Okay, September fifth, though, we have a moment where Venus will square Pluto. This is. Uh, Okay, Venus is actually, from a Hellenistic point of view, in an overcoming square, so it has the superior position to Pluto, but it would be easily argued that Pluto has way more uh, oomph in an aspect. And so challenging power struggles in relationships. This could literally be, you know, like for a personal scenario where... You know, if there is buried resentments or uh, things that have been bubbling under the surface, this particular square could easily erupt into all-out confrontation with uh, yeah. With, yeah. Venus is also the ruler of Taurus, where where you're sitting right now. Yeah. And Venus is in her own sign. Oh yeah, of, she she is powerful. Yeah. So again, I think she's, you know, in in that sense, yeah, you know, she is an inner planet. It's not it's not a long lasting um, transit, but it, it's still yes, this, yeah. it's bringing up that oh, equality yeah. and and the Earth itself, and and again the change that needs to happen because Pluto is ultimately about change, and it's not just little bitty change. No, it's no, <laughs> major change. Yeah. Yeah, and okay. and reinforcing it, you've got Mars the next day trining Pluto to bring in that uh huh, coming off that bringing that Joan of Arc energy forward. <laughs> exactly, it. you know we need the we need you to change this, but to bring the feminine into it more with the yes yeah. with it the the Virgo Capricorn we get this. Um, as we approach the, um, because we're now headed into September 6th and this amazing new moon, want everybody to take Monday, which is Labor Day. Uh, most people will have it off. Um, you know, there's that yay from the parents, the boohoo from the kids <laughs> as school goes back. Um, but it is a really nice new moon. And it has this wonderful grand trine, which is not, I mean, normally grand trines um, aren't all that active, but given who's involved, we've got Mars, we've got Uranus, we've got Pluto, all in these wonderful uh, earth signs. Yeah, so <laughs> we're likely going to notice, but on a personal level, it's, yeah, it's the day where you can sit down and start to look at, okay, what's, 
you know, how do I want this fall to unfold and actually momentarily possibly feel good about it? Yay. <laughs> okay, so asserting oneself strongly is one. Uh, Venus herself is trying Jupiter, okay, uh, from that. And so typically you get Venus and Jupiter together and it's enjoyment uh, on a personal level. It's, uh, it's the evening star now, and Venus is approaching her most distant point. Uh, when she's close to the sun, that's when we get the retrograde. So she's at her peregrine, as far away from the earth and us and the sun as she gets. And so she is more motivated, some say, to helping the greater good. Okay, so with that aspect to Jupiter, that's tying in what we were talking about with that full moon last month. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. it's re reinforcing that, it's bringing that equality, that, you know, freedom, equality, uh, balance and harmony and, you know, what the world needs now is more love, <laughs> for sure. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, and not in a, not in a lovey-dovey romantic kind of sense, but real true love for humanity right? yes yeah which is actually quite lovely so yeah. i am going to share it for the folks that might be uh watching the youtube video video version of this so the new moon is at 14 degrees of virgo it is uh co-present with mars in virgo um it is loosely opposite that neptune uh, but it is definitely trining Uranus and loosely trining uh, Pluto. And so it's, it has the possibility to bring into concrete form, um, like seed something in a concrete way. Um, that yeah, might... I think it's bringing in that, that Mars-Neptune energy sort of. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's not just a tr grand trine, it's a kite. Yes, Which yes, it is. Different, it has more energy than a grand prime because of the opposition. Yes, yeah, because that gives it, uh, the, the trouble with grand trines, as, you know, uh, we've alluded to in other programs, is it can just get lazy. But as soon as yeah, you it's put... It's a closed circuit, so the exactly. energy goes around, 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 around. <laughs> and do nothing. It's fun. <laughs> We're having fun. But this brings in... Yes. Especially because it is Mars energy, it says, let's do something with this. Let's take this energy and run with it and yeah. really make something happen. Yeah. So, and, yeah, the, and the what that might happen, which I find kind of interesting, because the, the sort of odd note in this is um, that Mercury opposite Chiron. Yeah, which is sort of someone shouting out, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> there's, there's an there's alley that. here. Yeah. But I mean, that Mars Pluto trine is still very close. And so it's, yeah. it's about changing things. Let's take yeah. this energy and make the changes happen. Yes. And the other end of that is the trine of the, the new moon to Uranus, which yeah. is also, let's change things up here. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, this is really very much about, you know, getting things happening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a passive kind of. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, you know, you can enjoy it in a, on a personal level, yes. but I think yeah. a more global 
level, it's again a message saying, time to get things moving here. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, the Mercury Chiron opposition is, is, it's about recognizing the need for some healing. And, yeah. you know, that's part of the change that needs to happen is we need to heal the, the rifts that are, be, the divisions that are. Oh, you know, rampant everywhere. Yeah. And bring people together to move, to yeah. work in harmony and, and to. Yeah. You know, we, the we, us and them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So our next piece is um, an interesting shift of tone because we've been enjoying uh, Venus in Libra. She loves to be there. It's one of the signs she rules. Uh, but she is going to depart from the socially acceptable. <laughs> no, no. Well, she's other things than that. Um, she's aesthetically wonderful in Libra. But she's going to take a nosedive into Scorpio, and she does that <laughs> on September the 10th. Uh, so the song is going to change. It's deepening our connections, um, but it's soul-bearing. And so, uh, you know, in terms of relationships, it's in some ways it's a... Uh, a yearly reset uh, where, uh, you know, unexpressed and hopefully people, you know, have given up the idea of keeping lists in relationships. But if they have, then all of that kind of stuff, Scorpio, it kind of might just start bubbling up. Yeah. It's also, she's moving into the sign that Pluto rules after squaring him. So Yes. Yeah. And, you know, sort of carrying that energy forward into the Scorpio and yeah, you know, which is a sign of transformation and change. So yeah, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be violent. She's saying it can be, you know, love. <laughs> love can go further than animosity. <laughs> and I, sh I should remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad I've got Mars and Libra. Anyway, so and and as if to sort of kind of put a little dot on that. Um, our next sort of aspect is September 14th and Mars, guess what, leaves Virgo, which uh, he operates pretty good in Virgo, I think. Uh, in Libra, not so much. I mean, it will operate. I have to admit I can make my Mars work. Uh, I have Mars and Libra as well. Uh, well but, but it doesn't do it with much finesse, unfortunately. <laughs> But it does put it in a mutual reception with Venus. It does, because yes. Because yes. Mars is the old ruler of, in, in my system of Scorpio. Yeah. Pluto's Still ruler. rules in my system. Yes, I know. <laughs> and Venus, Venus is the ruler of Libra, where Mars yeah. is going. That's called yeah. a mutual reception. Yeah, so it is. That is them kind of relating to each other without having to be in an aspect. It's exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah tying something together there which is good yeah um and so what does mars do in libra it demands things be fair oh and as a child of course you know swallowing the fact that oh you mean life's not fair <laughs> was always a little stick in my craw but <laughs> okay so and then to sort of emphasize that we get on the same day, the sun now has caught up to that Neptune. So what message are you connecting with? Okay, propaganda. And this is this has been something I've been starting to think about. Uh, no matter on what 
topic you want to talk about. Neptune has been having a field day in its years that it's been traveling through Neptune. Uh, I mean, the, the upside of it is a deep spiritual connection, and I know quite a few Piscean people who have felt that download, which is amazing. But the other side of Neptune is confusion and propaganda and... Yeah. Ah, you know, so one guy went so far as to even call it, if it's strong, like a sun opposite Neptune, of a messiah complex, which I had never uh, even thought of. But I guess that's possible. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. It, it, because Neptune has no boundaries. And exactly. With the sun, you're talking, you know, it is one of the ego planets, right? Yes. It is very much an e you know, who am I? Well, I've got this, you know direct contact for the world and it's yeah you know. and it's and it's in its strongest position in pisces yeah yeah so yeah no i think so and sun in 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 virgo is not in its happy place no no it's service excuse me no my light must shine you know yeah, yeah. so yeah i he's you right <laughs> the messiah aggrandizement yes Okay, so next up, uh, we have September, this is the, the I, yeah, so September the 16th, uh, Venus is now coming, so she's going to start to play on that um, Saturn-Uranus square, because she's now in a fixed sign, and so on September the 16th, she comes up to the square to Saturn. And I, you know, in my past incarnation as a modern astrologer, I used to look for really strong Saturn-Venus connections if it was possible in order to anchor a relationship, whether that was a business partnership or a personal relationship. Because with Venus-Saturn, um, I see it as an opportunity to see what the reality of the relationship actually is. Um, so it sort of takes off the, the rose-colored glasses if they happen to be present. Um, or it points out the fact that, you know, are you going to actually make a choice um, about making a commitment, that type of thing. And so with that square on a personal level, that is something you can do. You can take a, you know, take a step back in your relationships, look at what the structure of those relationships are and whether or not you're happy with them yeah 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 what what the priorities are and, and if it feels too restrictive because yep. saturn can be very restricting yeah you know and venus in scorpio is is going to look deeply because scorpio yep. does think deeply and intensely so yep. there's a passion in, in with venus and oh yeah and scorpio and that may not resonate well with saturn who wants to just not feel especially in an air sign <laughs> yeah. yes so can't we just talk about this <laughs> yeah this is not a hap this is this yeah. is a very uncomfortable aspect with yes. these two yeah it is but one that one can i mean the one nice thing about squares is you can work with them oh yeah yeah, yeah. but it's going to bring up any issues and yeah. uh, that that if that triggers something in your personal planets then yeah it's going to make you more aware of yeah, that part's not working for me. This part is. and Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, on the same day, the sun has 
inched its way closer to the end of Virgo and it now has come to a trine to Pluto. So we may experience sort of uh, a, a real surge in uh, the uh, Capricorn established structures trying to claim power at this point in time. On, yep. a, on a personal level, um, it's, it's actually having the power to uh, produce, manifest into the world, uh, to, you know, stand in front of the boss and go, look at, I'm worth it, I want to move, I want to take more control, yada, yada, yada. Um, and to, from the Virgo side of it, to be seen for the service that you're being provided. So it gives that, on a personal level, it can be quite a lovely aspect. Uh, in the world yeah. right now, maybe not so much. <laughs> Well, yeah, except to inspire some creative transformation. So yes, that, yes, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, the great light in the sky, it is shedding light on what is dark, because Pluto is very hidden. Yes. So yeah. it will, it may bring to light some of the things that, come, especially coming off that propaganda thing. Yes. It, it might shed light on some of the, the stuff that has been hidden. And, exactly, exactly. Oh, and I should comment here, although the shadow phase began back around the 6th of September, but at the end of this month, we do have Mercury retrograding and uh, he will be retrograding back through Libra again. So looking back at is are things balanced and fair and aesthetically pleasing and socially committed and yada 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 and so that shadow piece so in your regard bringing up the idea of shedding light on something um, so what comes out on the 16th you might want to look back once mercury goes retrograde to see oh i wonder if that's what's going to come popping up it's also retrograde it's also retrograding back to the opposition with chiron Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, it'll be even closer than it is at the new moon. Yeah. So yeah, you know, again, it's it's about you know giving voice to what needs healing, giving, you know. Yeah. 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 And and again, it's in Libra. It's about equality. It's about fairness. It's about yeah. justice. Justice. justice and, part yeah. Part of the thing is the bal is the, are things balanced? If they're not, there's yeah. no justice. The scales are tilted. <laughs> yes, exactly, which is not a happy place. Yeah. Okay, our next uh, piece is the full moon. Um, we will come back to this chart uh, when we start talking about the election here in Canada. But in the meantime, on that day, there actually is this month's full moon. And uh, it happens at 4.54 here on the West Coast. Um, and fortunately, although it's at the very end of Virgo, um, in Hellenistic terms, Mars is not congruent with it. Um, in other house systems, it very likely would be. And because we're in the Northern Hemisphere, the MC is actually, this would be a pretty wild chart. Uh, because the MC is at 26 of Scorpio. And so in your particular house system, uh, whew, this might even be intercepted. There might be two intercepted signs here. Yeah. But you do have um, this yeah. full moon drawing on that Neptune. Oh, energy. yes, totally. So again, 
it's it hopefully that that sun is sheds continuing to shed light on what's been on the yes the confusion and the propaganda and the yep. misinformation and all the stuff that's being you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a, a comfortable full moon by any stretch we also have that venus opposite uranus it hasn't gone exact yet but it's approaching and Mercury is coming up to the square that it's going to have with Pluto and that it's going to station within a degree of. And so that tension there, um, yeah, there's going to be some tension on Election Day, definitely. Yeah. Yes. yes. So yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, um, I think, yeah, Mars is out of sign for sure. It's not in my book either. It's not yeah. a conjunction with the sun. But um, it is in, again, it's in Libra and it's talking about the scales of justice. Yeah, uh, exactly. And it's moving towards that trine with Saturn and, yep. you know, to bring yep, forward that, that it had when it was opposite Neptune, that yep. mark or whatever. Yeah, just, yeah, you know. Let's... Yeah, it, it's an interesting day. And, uh, mm -hmm. When I, when I bring up the charts for um, the actual election, <laughs> it's, it's amazing how close they are to, uh, obviously, to this uh, full moon. Now, yeah. yeah, I think not only is it highlighting that Neptune, but they're even in closer trying sextile to Pluto. Yes. So again, it's shedding light on what is hidden and what's been, you know, yep. confused, you know, yep. mis- Misleading, misleading. And, and, yep. and Mercury wants uh, wants some clarity around that. Yeah, and it's going to start to really emphasize that. Okay, oh, yeah. the next chart that I'm actually going to zoom through to my last chart because I should have put them in a better order is comes up on two days later. We have our fall equinox and I know lots of people like to do ritual around the equinoxes. And um, so with zero Libra, we now have the Sun and Mars are together. Uh, Mars is no longer visible, though. And so its desire for fairness and that is adding oomph to the Sun's shining a light on what isn't fair. And there's an edge to it. I would say a very sharp edge to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. be anger even in Libra. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there definitely can be. Because if Mars is not about anger per se, it's about what you want and how you get it. If yes. you're not getting it, if you're not getting the fairness and justice you want, <laughs> you can be really pissed off. Oh and then yeah. You yeah. Do something with that energy. And again, it's getting closer to that that uh, trying to Saturn. It's exactly. Like, and we also have moon in Aries. Right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you're going to use some ritual around this, you've got your Uranus-Venus uh, opposition as well to think about. Um, here on the West Coast, it is a Scorpio rising chart. Um, and so that does highlight that Mars. It highlights that moon. Uh, so it highlights that Pluto, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mercury on a pretty much exact square to Pluto. Exactly. While Wow, this is a very powerful day to do a ritual. Yeah. 
Yeah, and people wanting to wanting to dig at the truth and get it out there and get yeah. it out to the public because the moon is the public. Yes, that is true. Yeah, yeah. And we've got Venus. Yeah. Very close to that exact opposition. Exactly. Yeah, this is a very juicy ritual day, and you can download this chart and yep. play with it. <laughs> and come up with your own ritual what time are you going to do the ritual around noon which is kind of a nice time it's not like three in the morning or something <laughs> which is yeah yeah and that that sun mars is actually trining the north node too oh yes yes i so see it's, that it's including that nodal axis the trine sextile yeah. to the yeah. ends of the two ends two nodes exactly so again, it's it, you know that can be a karmic kind of thing, or it can just be a you know connecting to what is the best way forward kind of thing because that's yeah. normal. Yeah. <clears throat> so. And yeah. with the MC in Virgo, um, you can make it quite detailed. Right? Well, and you yeah. in this, yeah, that's very location. Yes. Dependent. Yeah. Here on the West Coast, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it is very, very powerful full moon, and we've got, uh, This yeah. is the equinox, dear, not the full and, moon. <laughs> and, and Mercury's still, still trining Jupiter, basically. Oh, yes, so it is. So again, oh. you've got that wanting truths. Yeah. Jupiter yep. wants truth, Mercury wants truths, and it's digging in Scorpio, in, uh, at Pluto to try and get it up, get the truth up there so everybody can see it. Yeah. Yeah, powerful, I think. Very Yes, powerful. yeah. So for those, and it's, what day is it? It's a Wednesday. A Wednesday for your ritual at noon here on the West Coast. Okay, so what comes up next? Um, well, the fact that, of course, as I said, uh, the Sun and Mars are going to continue through to the end of the month to be in close proximity within three degrees of each other. And so, you know, that Libra is carrying a sword at this point in time, um, all the way up to and past what is next, whoops. I don't mean to move that one. I mean to move this one. So later in the day, it is the exact square from Mercury to Pluto. And so whatever you're saying on this day, make sure you've dotted the I's and crossed the T's. Um, yeah, you don't want to misspeak on this day at all. No, but I think there's going to be a tendency to, to really want to speak with honesty. With that oh, yeah. Jupiter, yeah. To Jupiter. It's, they're still drawing on that trying to Jupiter. Yeah. Well, let's get some real honesty going here. I mean, that's a interesting timing right after the election. <laughs> it is. It is. And this square holds until the 1st of October. That's the period of time like Mercury is going to station on what day is that? It stations on the 26th. So we've got four days, and then because it's going so slow, um, it stays within a degree proximity to that square until the 1st of October. And yeah. yeah I, th I think this is going to be an interesting piece to look at next week when we're talking about Eris, which is yes. a new planet. Yeah. Because uh, it ties or right into this, doesn't it? It will tie into this because it's, yeah, part of that. 
uh, Mercury square Pluto piece. Okay. Very much. Oh, more, more to come, folks. <laughs> Yes. Okay, yes. so what I, um, one comment that was made about this particular aspect, subterranean info comes forward, can bring that info to light, shadow, the shadow is exposed, um, and so one guy put it, uh, the establishment gets exposed for the velvet glove with the iron fist inside. Yes, yes indeed. Yeah, bringing that to light. Okay. No, I think this is. You know, I think for we're kind of, there's there's going to be revelations. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much. There's going to be a whole lot of stuff, information, and revelations coming up that people are going to be surprised. Yeah. Yes. About. I think it's going to shake people up, wake people up, and I. You know, this is a good thing. Ultimately. It is a good thing. Okay, so following on that and connecting it, it will be the Venus opposition to Uranus, which does go exact on the 23rd. Um, yeah, so breakup stories on a personal level could also be what's starting to come out this week, you know. Um, so if we walk back from the big stage down to a personal level, this combination, if... If people haven't been honest in their personal relationships, if they've been um, not speaking what their truth is, this Venus opposite Uranus is just going to kind of blow that up. <laughs> so break up stories. With, particularly with that Mercury Pluto yeah, square. Exactly. Yeah. So if there, it was broken, no you're going to know. <laughs> What's that? There's no hiding it anymore. No, it's, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Nice try, but no, 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 no. Yeah, no. yeah. It's not. The other, thing, the other thing that is uh, the reason that we highlight the solstice and the equinoxes. Yes. Being equinox. Yeah. Fall equinox. Um, is that they are cardinal points? They yes. are the points that begin our seasons, and because yes, of that, the turnings. Yeah, they, that's when we count, you know, that's the first day of fall, right? That's yeah. when it, that's why we call it that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, they, and yeah, and for the, for the solstices, um, we actually have lines on our planet that are named for oh, the... Oh, exactly. Yeah, because that, that marks the band of the, the elliptic. Capricorn are as far as the sun yes. goes in, in its, you know, with the wobble of the earth. Uh, yeah. So, so these are these are really pivotal points, and exactly. and when you have any planet at zero degrees, I've I've heard a lot of people refer to that as being, it's like it's it becomes global news. It's like oh okay, right? It's it's it's, it's such an important thing that it has an impact on the world uh, in general. Yeah. So I think, you know, being that Mars is that close at this time and, and all the other stuff we've been talking about, it's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? No, I, when I was going through this month and I saw just how long the sun with Mars was going to be, I was like, oh, oh, yes. Yeah, this is dynamic. They're both, they're both hot, hot planets. Exactly. You know? yeah. planets. They want they 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 don't they don't just sit on their hands. <laughs> no, they don't. And which is unusual when you normally think of Libra. Like, 
you know, Libra individuals, typically, they're the ones that run the social program at work, right? They do the Christmas party. And oh, yeah, no, they have these other traits, but we don't normally think of them as having this kind of fire. Libra itself, it's a sign of balance, it's a sign of justice, and it is the cardinal sign. It wants action. So it is an action-oriented sign. And it's really the 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 reflection of Aries, right? Because it's the balance to Aries, yeah. Yeah, it's each sign reflects qualities of the opposite sign because everything is, you know, contains everything else. And so, you know, at this particular moment, we actually have the moon mm-hmm. you know, there with creating a balance in yeah. Aries saying, yeah, look at where this isn't a passive kind of Libra thing. <laughs> this is an action kind of time, guys. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, it is. It is. Okay. So our next aspect is after the Uranus opposition, um, we have on the 25th, we have Mars now has finally caught up to that Saturn. Um, And on a personal level, this is typically, um, you know, if you find this in a person's chart, Mars trying Saturn, these people know how to get work done. And so on a personal level, you know, if you've got a tough project ahead, this would be the day to start it. And that would be September the 25th, because you're sort of lining up with that Mars Saturn get work done aspect. Yeah. And you're, and you're, you'll be feeling it, you know, by the time we hit the solstice, the uh, equinox. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it is within two degrees and yep. it's, it's uh, you know, these aspects don't kick in, you know, just at the exact no, no, they don't. Um, although the the faster moving ones, especially the ones that the moon triggers, um, they only some of them only last a couple of days. But uh, depends on how well they're tied in to the yeah, slower yeah. moving. Uh, yeah. With the sun following, I mean. That, oh yeah, that, no. That brings that that keeps that aspect alive much longer. Exactly. Than exactly. Again, it's the universe saying, "Yeah, this is important." Yeah. And then we suspend normal programming. That's how I typically think about uh, Mercury retrogrades. Uh, What's interesting this year is that all of the retrogrades have been contained within the air signs. Um, And so this one will be contained within Libra. So it will, it traverses from uh, 25 degrees of Libra back to 10 degrees of Libra. And um, the shadow isn't actually like you don't get back to that 25 and that square to Pluto until the 1st of November. So it's all of October um, that we will be dealing with what Mercury Pluto are bringing, what what it's highlighting. That Mercury Pluto square is, is, again, it's the universe saying this is important. Yeah. Yep. Mercury not going to move off that square to Pluto for quite a while because you got to get the message. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and, exactly. Yeah, and, so, and Mercury retrograde, actually, especially with the square to Pluto, it wants to dig in even more. Oh, yeah. Because it's wanting to go back. Oh, well, wait a minute. What did you say then? Yeah, yeah. And why did you say it? And- and we got to look at this again and again because this is there's something wrong, something fishy going on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, okay. And also, on, 
Go ahead. Attract to Jupiter as well. We want the truth. Yeah. On a personal level, just a reminder to folks about Mercury retrograde. Um, you can expect that normal programming EI. You make the date. It doesn't quite happen. So missed appointments um, in air signs, miscommunication, and not always intentionally missed communication can be, but usually with Mercury retrograde, it's just you want to clarify, you want to, if there's a question, you want to go back over it, um, and you reconsider, redo, rethink. You put re pretty much in front of anything to do with communication. <laughs> and also, if you have to sign any papers of importance, yes. Or, or buy anything, any big ticket item or yeah. you know, or making a deal on a house or opening a business or any of those things. Beginning an enterprise right now. Yeah. Not, not, you, it's not the best time. So no, it isn't. It's not impossible, you, but you have to realize that you can't just sort of fluff through, you know, where, no. when it says read the fine print, when Mercury is retrograde, read the fine print <laughs> absolutely twice yes at least <laughs> yes no because you can't be too careful because mercury in retrograde is the trickster yes exactly, exactly. mercury i love the myth about mercury where shortly after he was born he stole uh, apollo's lyre oh the, the musical instrument oh yeah. oh i haven't heard this story yeah, and, and and he hid it. But the way he got away with it, he got the he got cattle to walk backwards. Oh so, okay. Right. So to me that's this perfect analogy. Oh for, yeah. So that so that Apollo had a hard time finding it because he was going the wrong way. So <laughs> I I think that's a brilliant little little myth because it is. It is. Uh, that's pretty much it. He's a trickster. He was yeah. born a trickster. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and that, that's when it when he does that. I mean, yep. basically. Yep. The rest of the time, he, he's pretty straightforward. He's just wanting to communicate. And, yep. and the other mythological connection, which connects to Pluto. Yes. Mercury was the only god that could go between exactly. the world and the underworld. Exactly. So that emphasizes, again this mercury pluto if anybody can go down and dig up what needs what pluto is trying right. to to um throw out and put into the light it's going to be mercury yeah it could guide the souls down into the underworld and all yeah. that stuff. so he you know he's not this wimpy little uh, no guy he's a powerful little planet yeah yeah exactly Okay, so now we're getting close to the end of the month, and the next aspects are exactly at the end of the month, and we have kind of an unusual trio at the end. We have Venus trining Neptune. Okay, so painting a rosy little picture. <laughs> we're not sure of what. We will have a better idea when we get there. Um, interesting, though. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, from Scorpio to uh, Neptune, I would in Pisces. I would say that for the spiritually inclined, um, meditation in and around that time, you better be prepared for it because Scorpio um, 
it can engage energetically in, um, yeah, it can do rapture for sure, but it also can do psychotic rage. So hmm. yeah. and, uh, that's an interesting download from Venus in Scorpio to uh, Neptune in Pisces. The more well, I think the other about thing it. That, that it brings up for me is, is the whole concept of recreational drugs in a way, like Oh is, yeah. Okay. This is pleasure, right? And so yeah. Careful, if, careful. If Scorpio can be can oh. be can be dark. So if you're in a dark place. Oh, that's not good for the whole. Neptune, Neptune hmm. rules things like chemicals and drugs and. Yeah. Oh. So our hospital so, people are probably going to get a spike in overdose cases. Yeah, and Yuck. so you know. Yeah. There's the potential for that. I mean, yeah. there's also the potential for beautiful spiritual experience, very yeah. deep, beautiful. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. That's, yeah. It's, it has no positive to it. But, you know, it can be easy, easier exactly. to slide into that because yeah. it's a trap. Exactly, and exactly. Take me out of here because this is really uncomfortable and I don't want to be here. Yeah. That can be a, a problem for those who have that tendency. So that's exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah, I'll let my next door neighbor know. <laughs> He's an ER physician. <laughs> okay, so uh, on the 29th, we have the Sun trying Saturn, and very similar, and of course, because Mars is very close, that continuation of that theme of hard work, getting it done, will be available, which is kind of yes, nice. and also holding to account those who have yes. authority. Yep, yep. Okay, and and taking on more authority yourself, like yes. we have, we have, we have our inner inner authority, and, and yes, we do. Yeah, us needs to tie tap into that more and more because we are all cells in the body of humanity, and so we need to tap into the fact that you know we don't have to be ruled over by someone. We actually have our own inner authority that can guide us. Yes, and yep. to me, that's what that trine is. For yeah. That, and then the very last day, we have Venus squared Jupiter, which is, uh, can actually be quite playful, but dangerous. <laughs> Just because it is a square. And, you know, if Jupiter uh, wins on that side of the equation, it can get you doing something way more than you actually want to. But uh, eh, yeah, it's probably not too worrisome at all more hopefully fun <laughs> well it's just more it's more in coming off that that uh, trying to neptune yes yeah both neptune and, and jupiter and scorpio can go to excess yes and no it can it can that you know too much of anything even you know a good time is too much and so there can be that so again it's yeah. just Again, bringing yourself back to that Mercury and Libra, and, and I need to find a balance here. Yeah, <laughs> in theory. <laughs> Although that balance is now a question, because, of course, by the end of the month, Mercury will be fully into its retrograding motion. Yeah. Okay, let us wind up with a couple of looks at the election. And so I, I did up two charts. Uh, one of them is for Ottawa and when the polls close there. 
Um, and so the moon will be in the final degree of Pisces. Uh, and because it is the day of the full moon, one could easily pull that Neptune towards it. So will the population, um, as it casts its final ballots in the east, uh, how much is that Neptune going to play? That will be the question. Um, because if Neptune is playing into this election uh, day, then uh, the outcome, because we won't hear the outcome until after the moon has moved into Mars, my suspicion is it could be a bit of a surprise. Yeah. So I wondered, after seeing this one, what about here on the West Coast? Because we are the ones who make the final um, you know, our polls close at 7 o'clock on the 20th. And look, the moon is almost exactly the same. Um, it is still in that 29th degree, even here on the West Coast. So, yeah. Any, any thoughts on these charts, my dear? Well, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have Mercury-Jupiter trine, right? So the people will speak, which is good. Um, in, yeah. in a democracy, you do want people to, you know, step up to the plate and speak. Yeah. Yes, we do. And also, I, I'm just looking at it in relation to Canada's chart. Yes. Um, and um, that Mercury at 23 is, you know, it's it's within, you know, an orb of uh, aspect to the natal moon in, at 28 in Gemini. Ah, okay. Yeah, which is down in the third house. So in, that in would put the moon squaring. So we may, we will not get a decisive majority government if that moon is squaring itself in our natal chart. Mars is sextiling the Canadian Mercury in in uh, Leo. Ah. That's four, four degrees. So it'll be quite vocal that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I, that's interesting that it's square. The moon will be squaring the natal moon for our country. Yeah, and and mm -hmm. our. Our country's Pluto is at 15 degrees Taurus, so Uranus is uh, hovering around. Yes, it's getting close. Oh, yes. Ouch, ouch. So, yeah, change and change and change. So Yeah, this could be not what um, Justin Trudeau thinks it's going to be at all. Yeah, interesting. And, and our... Um, Canadian nodal axis, uh, the north node is at 17 Virgo. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's, you know, Neptune yeah. is kind of hovering around that, has been around that. So is the node. north node Pisces or the south node? The north node is in Virgo. So okay, south so the south node. So the delusions of um, colonization, <laughs> whatever. Yes. Yeah. 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 We have so we, we have a challenging chart when it comes to that whole colonization script. It is not yeah. pretty from that point of view at all. Okay. So, but um, we are a democracy. Uh, 
yeah, people, I believe anyway, people need to get out and vote. Um, but it's going to be not, I suspect, the outcome that people are expecting. Yeah. With that or change. Or maybe of not what they're wanting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. So I, I think we've managed to cover another show. And Jill is going to take the reins next week. I mean, I will be here. I'll be a little duh. I'm in the process of moving someone. And so <laughs> fortunately, um, I have a partner in crime here. Yay. Thank you, Jill. <laughs> I really appreciate this. Yeah, it'll be interesting because we are going to look at a brand new planet. Yeah. It's a dwarf planet like Pluto. It's out beyond Pluto. Yeah. Comes and from the Kuiper Belt. They call in the Kuiper, yeah, from the Kuiper Belt, and uh, but it's it's uh, seems to be a significant planet, and it's a, uh, I believe, the sister of Mars. Oh, okay. Oh, in mythology. Oh, yes, yes. So, so again, we've got uh, yeah, some interesting energies we're going to be looking at next week with that. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think on that note, uh, we will bid you adieu, Jill. And, okay. See you next week. Okay. And to you, the listener, just a reminder, you Ooh. have been listening to CJMP, a 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And uh, thanks for listening. And we will talk to you again next week. And it'll be on Eris. Take care, folks.